Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Dark. Something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware. There's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl. Looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal. Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. You're on 94.9 Main FM and you're with Sarah Vignal. This is the community radio show where we bring you the latest on Yowie research in Australia and we delve into the vast and endlessly fascinating realm of Bigfoot, Sasquatch and cryptozoology from here and around the world. We go into all sorts of weird stuff on Yowie Central, paranormal encounters and UFO sightings too. And don't forget, this is a community radio show, which means you're all part of this Yowie Central and Main FM community. You're all welcome to contact me if you've had a Yowie encounter or you've had freaky experiences in the bush with orbs, min-min lights, UFOs, or anything else kooky and spooky. Get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group if you have a story to share. I am back in the saddle and feeling refreshed after a couple of weeks off doing Sweet FA. It's actually been a really exciting two weeks, even though I haven't been doing very much. But for me and the other Australian Yowie Research team members, Dean, Buck, Gary and Jacob have been researching a particular area up in Queensland. Lots of hours spent hiking in very inhospitable terrain dense rainforest, really thick, lush vegetation, and truckloads of leeches and ticks. Just recently, so a couple of weeks ago, on an overnight trip, Buck Buckingham managed to capture on a new thermal camera some of the best, if not the best, in existence footage of two Yowies. Yes, actual footage. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I almost fell out of my chair when they sent it to me. It was so exciting and uh, we have, they sent me a video of the boys looking, reviewing that footage and the excitement on their faces was priceless. The whole team were just over the moon and I have to say a massive congratulations to the team because it's very hard work tromping around up in that uh, in that sort of terrain. If you want to see that footage, check out the Australian Yowie Research Expedition Files YouTube channel, and I think it's also on the the uh, Australian Yowie Research uh, Witness Audio Reports channel as well. Um, I also have already posted it on the Yowie Central Facebook group, so you could find it there as well. It's absolutely mind blowing. Check it out. 
This week, we're heading back to the US to finish up my chat with Vali, creator of a fantastic sky and nature observation YouTube channel called Lavender Sky Panther. And it's dedicated to the study of anomalies, oddities, and unexplained phenomena in the skies above Miami, Florida. Last time, Vali told us about her own Sasquatch encounter and we got onto the subject of UFOs and we just started talking about solar simulators and why she started looking up and the very odd things she started noticing in the sky when she did. We're going to pick up where we left off, just as she was telling us about the concept of a solar simulator meaning that the sun that we see here from Earth isn't the old sun of the past and there's some kind of screen covering our sun. And we didn't even get to her ghost spirits and demon encounters, so I'm really hoping that she'll come back on the show soon. Listeners, here's Vali. Also... Didn't anybody's eyebrows kind of raise when we hear at that time, I don't care who the president is, people will say it's a selection, not an election. And actually, I agree with that. And I don't even care because it's like, why pick A or B? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not. Neither is serving humanity at this point. That's, That's just true. my personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> um, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, why would the president at that time say we're going to have a space force? OK, let's let's go back a minute. Air Force, what do they do? They're like standing by to fight stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. w- force. Why, why else would it say force? So I'm thinking, oh, wait a tick. <laughs> what is what is this about a space force? Because if you need one, that means there's a need, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that means there is battle going on. And guess what? That means there's been battle going on for decades. Whenever they announce something, they've had it in place. And I, I have tons of evidence for that too but anyway that aside too that just kind of picks up that okay if there's nothing going on et wise why would we need a space force again and please don't tell me it's for china or russia or any silly (laughs) nonsense as a red herring to take people away from what's really going on anyhow that all comes in at the same time Mm -hmm. i was just going to say what would be the purpose then so if the, if there is a solar, I haven't looked into this at all, but I'm going to now that you've mentioned it. So if there is uh-huh. a, a solar simulation happening, who's perpetrating that and why? Where did the old sun well, go? That's a question of the millennium, isn't it? So there's it ties into even more if you think about it. Things like that are even alluded to in movies and they call it predictive programming where the powers that be that are, let's say, have definite malintent toward humanity – uh, they'll put little droppers, they'll drop in what they're really doing, and they call it science fiction or they call it, you know, action movie. But usually, they're actually laying it out what kind of is already in place mm-hmm. more often than not. And they do that because that's kind of like their get-out-of-jail-free card in the karmic world. So they think that if they put it hidden in plain sight, what they're doing, that they won't have to pay karma for it, or karma means comeback, you know, coming mm-hmm. back and re doing whatever and so they think that they they get off scot-free if they do that because they'll say well it's not our fault they didn't pick up on our you know obvious clue we told them what's going on right Right. instead they package it and present it to humanity that oh this is so far-fetched look at science fiction no some of this stuff is really happening i'm just saying that because there's a movie uh one of the james bond movies with the diamonds whatever a new one not the old one where they have the thing called icarus and it's this like massive solar weapon okay Mm -hmm. There's some really great YouTube channels, and the reason why I talk about that one is this guy, Jeff P., on YouTube, talks about that. And when you see other evidence of people like, you know, just like me or you, just regular people looking up and going, what the heck, and you take a picture, you snap a picture. People in California took a picture of the sun, and it had like these little bullet points coming off of it like and it and expanded and it grew and so is it being now re- this this artificial tech is it a weapon or like an active weapon mm-hmm. like directed energy weapons exist i've seen what with my own eyes a laser housing on a huge plane flying overhead military plane 
Or, you know, like they say, Lyndon B. Johnson said in a speech to some college graduates once, you know, he can, I'm paraphrasing, but he who can control the weather can rule the world, right? Controls mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. And so if you imagine having control over the sun, and if you imagine having control over the weather, which they're absolutely controlling, you can control droughts, you can control floods. I hear you guys have had massive flooding. Yeah. The fires are directed energy weapons, those happening in California, starting in Napa Valley, Paradise, California, all of that. I have seen evidence from, you know, I, I understand fire behaviors. I've had a little bit of, of education in that. And just, you know, looking at looking at some of those things and combustion properties and the fact that no, I know I'm kind of wandering all over the place, but it's just to point out there's a lot going on that we're not being told. Mm. And it is for purposes of harming humanity, uh, being clandestine about it, in some cases, you know, throwing it in your face, but it's hidden in plain sight. Uh, seeing if people buy it. And so anyway, the point is that there there is artificial tech and that's in front of that sun. I am absolutely convinced because I've also captured through the course of my 75 shows, um, you know, actual perfectly round objects, um, even in front of what's supposed to be the sun. So now we're talking, the, there's a second sun phenomenon as well. People are talking about that as well in other Earth and, and Skywatch shows. And I I mean, yeah, I know this kind of is like a snowball that keeps getting bigger and bigger <laughs> when I talk to you. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, my goodness, I was happy just to talk about five topics, which after artificial sun comes red tinged sky. Why? Why does the sun have um, so much bright reds and other colors flaring up in it? And then I get to the other one about cloak and crafts. And those started to present to me. It's just amazing with two words, look up. And I invite everybody to do it. And I, and I say on my show, just even look up five minutes a day, mm -hmm. even five minutes. If you just start to really look 360 around you, really study the clouds, study the sun. Can you look at it? Did it get real small, like a, like a pinhole at one moment and then get real big the next moment? Our regular sun doesn't do that. There's just so many subtleties and so many in your face things happening. And I haven't even talked about the, condensation trail versus the chemical trail phenomenon too, uh, not phenomenon, thing that's happening, that's very much happening, very much observable, if just people care to look. But what happens? We're in the rat race, we're on the phone, now everyone's talking about these divisive political things, these, these very dubious virus things, just to take all attention away from nature, from what's happening in the sky and all around us. And there are massive clues if you just look. So anyway, I started documenting and I thought, okay, those first five topics, ah, that's it. I'm out. You know, I've done my job here. People can look and see, you know, and start to look for themselves, start to go look five minutes a day. If you get a weird, uncanny feeling as you're, you're walking, you know, outside, just if you have a camera phone, it doesn't even have to be a good quality. Mine's ancient. I don't have an iPhone anyway i just have a basic phone android and it's ancient and you just get a sense like huh just something doesn't feel right over here you know really start to get in tune with yourself and the in your environment and then just take a picture even if you don't see anything and you look later and you're like oh wait i see something mm -hmm. because the camera has such a wide vast range of photosensitivity that our eye cannot pick up on and then i just run some of the the photos i keep original in the show and sometimes i put a side by side with an enhanced version and the enhance enhance is just that i've taken the photo kept it the same but just like up the contrast or the brightness or lowered the contrast or brightness or played with the color saturation a tiny bit and then bam you see all this stuff popping up that you didn't see with the naked eye and it's just mind-blowing. My, I want to say mind-expanding. Because mm -hmm. you can't just see it with the naked eye, but you sensed something. You, like generic you, you sense something. And that's everything. You've got a key into the sixth sense as well. And I've heard of some people where these, like, craft just pop up just for certain people to see, kind of like the Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. Very similar, right? Yeah. They're coming to you with a message. They can stay hidden. You know, there's no reason why, you know, they, they can choose that will, you know, to stay hidden or, or, you know, bluster, you know, like pound through the forest or whatever. And kind of the same thing with this phenomenon. And why would it be any different, really? Right? Yeah. And so when you're talking about, I talk about there being 3D cloaking craft where you could like see machine parts. That's what started showing up after this process. I thought five shows. Okay, we're done. No, the more I started, I'm like, oh, you know, might as well carry this on another week. And so I started looking in my area, just going about my daily business or, you know, 
wherever I was going and looking up and say, hey, that cloud is like triangular shaped. Uh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> so I started taking pictures and continuing with some of the enhancement work. And then I started seeing actual machine parts, actual right angles on some of these things kind of poking through the clouds. And I'm like, I'll be darned. What the heck? <laughs> I never thought we'd, we'd come here from that one little imprint triangle in the sky. What the heck is going on? And the point is, everything's going on. <laughs> Everything is possible. And there are things cloaking up in our skies. I mean, I've got it on camera. And now with it on being on camera, it's not just, oh, this, this lady's talking about this stuff. What is she talking about? I have the proof. You know, Not that I feel I even need it, but it's here in the photos. And I leave it up to everyone else's interpretation. You know, you see this image. What do you see? This is what I see. What do you see? And you know what? They're both right, whatever you see and what I see. Because it's our interpretation, our perspective that makes it so. But I'm saying from a perspective of working in the design, engineering, construction field for over 20 years around the world, I know light physics. I know when I see, you know, a structure um, and I know when it has intelligent design or not. And so I just call out what I see from that perspective. And then I leave the rest up to, you know, the viewer, you see what you see or feel, you know, what sense you get from, from the photo. So yeah, just really start to wonder. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. Not that I can actually point to you and explain. I, you know, I call the cloaking material plasma. I don't have a craft or device to go up and measure it, <laughs> but I'll tell you. Just that's my impression, and that's what I'll call it for now until more can be determined. And so, um, yeah, but it really, over the time now, I've just been shown some fascinating things, whether vibrant color or something that's in the sky that shouldn't be. And again, lots of triangular shapes. I've even se seen hexagonal shapes, pentagonal shapes. And then, you know, we haven't even touched on what's happening with the lightning and the light quality that doesn't seem, let's just say, natural seems very artificial. The one I watched, which was the covers, which was a snapshot of what you had in each of your, your shows, uh, you mentioned something about fake storms and, and light, lightning that looked like LED light, lights rather than real lightning. Right. And that I've been seeing a lot. One, uh, in one instance, this one was so strange. I believe it was in Right around the time of the whole 2018 thing, it was um, uh, one night around midnight, and I heard a little bit of rumbling. And as an aside, we've been, we haven't had, we used, let's just say we've been used, we were known as the lightning capital here in Florida. And where we would have crashing lightning coming down, the type where it's like run for the hills, like get in your car, get in a building, you know, and they would come, the storms, the thunderstorms would come consistently billowing up, coming from the Everglades, uh, which is our, you know, that's kind of like our bush or outback, um, the Everglades National Park is to the west of Miami. And so it would be like clockwork, a big billowing storm with the big thunderheads and anvil-shaped clouds would come barrel barreling down from, from the west and move over toward the east. And it was so predictable that in offices that um, I was working in, you could like set your watch by it and we'd be on the computer and it's like, okay, everybody save, you know, save what you have because there'd be a, a power outage, you know, something flash because of the lightning nearby. And we haven't had that in so long. So especially in the last three years, I've noticed where's the lightning. Also, by the way, where are the rainbows? We used to have consistent rainbows. Now I can like count them on one hand, how many we've had in the past three years. And so there's been a lot of very dramatic changes happening. So then I'm like, yeah, where is this light? Where is the lightning gone? And there is a thing called heat lightning, where it's up in the higher up in the atmosphere. And it's kind of like fissure-like um, lightning bolts that kind of go off to the side and trail off and flash that, you know, we grew up with here in, in Miami. But none of that's happening anymore either. And what's happening instead is like an odd cloud formation will show up. And then it'll flash, but no thunder, and it'll be like the entire sky lights up like a white LED. And it even sends the camera buggy, the camera, and this is, again, is documented in tons of Earth and Sky Watching channels. Again, just regular people observing in the UK and all over the world, you know, they're, they're showing this too. And the, the camera goes all buggy. It goes like in a vertical stripe across. And people are saying, oh, that's just the digital tech. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's lighting up. It feels different, just like the sun feels different. It doesn't have that 
warm healing property. It just feels bright, intense, and glaring. And so this, there's a change in um, with the way the the lights are flashing in in these in the so-called you know thunderclouds, and they're not even the same shape as before. Also, I caught a couple of glimpses in one of the shows. While the lightning was going on, I put it on video mode, and people can do this too. Put your you know, handheld camera, whatever device, on video mode. Let it run as you start to see flashes. And then you just you know, slow it down, put it on pause, and then you can go frame by frame and see what it looks like. That's how I did that one show. I have the cover, um, uh, Lightning Round, it's called. You know, I just uh, That was a video, and then I froze it at the moment. It was illuminating. So in there, you see no bolts. And in some of the ones, when I started doing that, playing around with that, I even noticed perfect, like, uh, like again, lamps. And they looked like they were flashing. I caught some evidence of that going on. So, again, I'm just saying I probably have more questions than answers on a lot of these shows. But still, they're valid questions. And, you know, again, having lived on this planet for many decades and being, uh, you know, keenly aware of my surroundings, we, we lived growing up outside. We were outside probably 10 hours or more a day. And so I was always very aware of my environment. And before I used to look at clouds and go, oh, they're just puffy white clouds moving along. That looks like a dolphin or that looks like a Dalmatian or that's a castle. Now it's like, what the heck is that? It's a triangle. <laughs> you know, so I know that once growing up in this planet, did I say, oh, look at that equilateral triangle. Oh, hey, it's a hexagon. Never. You know, I don't know anyone else that has. Please, somebody let me know if you have seen that when you like 40 years ago. Anyway. <laughs> So just everything opened up and there's so much more. There's like the rim watching where I started to see actual craft on the rims or silhouettes of clouds like perched there. And if you observe long enough, you kind of see them take off. And again, you got to snap a lot of pictures because sometimes you can only get it when you do a little bit of the contrast on the photo again, because of the wonderful photo sensitivity range of the camera. But anyway, yeah, there are just so many things going on. And so I, again, never thought, we could go from five shows to 75 and counting. And there's always something new and surprising each time. So um, it's been a rewarding experience, all starting with two little words, look up. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. I, I, uh, I, I totally get the, when I first started the Yowie Central, I wasn't sure if I would have enough material for, <laughs> for, even, for even a few shows. And now I'm up to uh, 60, 65 was this week. So, oh, that's extra. That's yeah. Cool. And I don't seem to be running out of material either, I, um, which is fantastic. No, I don't think you ever will. No. <laughs> and especially because more and more people are so-called waking up. Yeah. And the more that happens, the more everybody opens up to the what ifs and what if everything that I've learned is a lie or has been a deception what does that mean where does that put me now what is my reference and to me the first go-to step was to reach out to people who understand a more expansive view which happen to be these um, intuitives or these psychics who totally do they get it you know I might have, to, so uh, I might very... have to reach out to Sol Redder and and uh, yeah do a session and with her. she, she has... sounds amazing and I don't think she minds my saying um, that she she has interesting, you know, experiences with Yowie, so she might be open to also talking about oh, that. Coming on the show, that would so, be fantastic too. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't actually mention that to her. I just said, hey, do you mind if I mention your name? And she said, oh, thanks. Okay. And I have to ask her, hey, I think you'd be a great candidate. I nominate you. <laughs> to go on the show. <laughs> well, if you could, um, if you could so, that would be amazing. But, um, yeah, you know, tag I, your it. <laughs> well, and look, and we've we've only covered a smidge of all the material yeah. that we had that you have. You're you're such an incredibly we've knowledgeable. We've covered number two on my list of ninety two. <laughs> so clearly, you don't you're going to have to come back, Thanks. come back again in a few weeks, and we'll have another chat. And we might have to do that regularly to to get through your I'm list. Sure, I'd love to. Because <laughs> we still haven't spoken about the. Hollow Earth theory. We haven't spoken about the, no. the poltergeist activity or the demon or the ghosts or. And those are the really juicy. <laughs> those are really good because those were, you know, you know, like I'd like to say, unbelievable yet believable. It's just, um, it's just amazing what turned up once you. Uh, I like to say there's a there's a great line I heard somewhere that you know a miracle can be defined as a change in perspective or perception. And that's so true. Like if I'm thinking, oh, there are no, you know, Sasquatch, whatever, 
you keep saying that to yourself, you're probably not going to see one unless, you know, your whole world needs to be turned upside down for a good reason. And then one will show up. But otherwise, if that's your go to, then okay, you're not going to see the miraculous. But if you stop for a minute and change your perspective and go, you know, don't really believe in them. But hey, what if I'll keep an open mind, maybe they're there, right? Then your whole world becomes enters into the domain of the magical. And then you will have miracles, just like I gave that being a chance. I wasn't going to. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll reach out to this nice being that showed up in the reading. And then look, I know that that was the reason why you somehow <laughs> deep in the subconscious bothered to contact me back yeah, well, um, yeah. to go on the show. Because it happened right after I said, yeah, you know, I'll open up that much and, and, and give it a shot. Try to communicate. Wonderful. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Beautiful. And I, I saw your because you wrote you write beautifully, and you you wrote some really oh, lovely, in depth, detail oriented messages. Uh, <laughs> on as res- have your as coffee re- ready as responses <laughs> <laughs> as responses for some of our the AYR YouTube videos, some of the interviews that yes. I did, and I, I was really impressed by how how knowledgeable you were and how well you wrote about things and the ideas that you were suggesting. So that was oh, why I, I reached out to you because I, I thought, oh, this woman sounds absolutely fascinating. I really <laughs> need to talk to her. <laughs> and we can go in so much more depth to the Sasquatch from the perspectives gained from some other people and some of the interdimensional and dimensional experiences that might be good to circle back into once we get into some of the paranormal experiences I had or the supernatural, I like to call it. You know that that's that relates and ties in as well. Yeah. Well, look, let's 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 leave it there for today. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll definitely we'll catch up in the next few weeks or something, and I'll I'll set up another time because I'd love to talk to you again. That's I, I feel like I've, oh, I appreciate. I feel like I've, you've only given me a tiny little portion, and I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and when I'm when I talk with other people, and I and actually I had put it out there. Gosh, I just want to talk to like-minded people, and then bam, you show up, <laughs> and um, and I'm like, okay, this is great because it it is fun. I mean, it's just it fun. fun to know we're not just these limited beings walking around paying bills, you know, or trying to <laughs> do everything we can to I mean there's just so much more than that and um yeah so yeah no I would love to and I I could definitely talk with you I know for like five hours straight easy I would do easy. it <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to open a bottle of wine or something like 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know that my my awakening and cracking open wasn't for naught because I've gained so much insights and knowledge uh through uh, actually actually you know, talking with some fascinating people, some of these spiritual guides, it just takes your breath away how much um, they connect and, and then what that brings out in you when they're doing a reading with you. You know, again, if you, if you tap into the right ones. That's right. So, Valley, it's been an absolute honour having you on Yahweh Central. Uh, I, Thank you. And I can't wait to talk to you again. <laughs> Likewise. Let's, let's do it soon. <laughs> Absolutely. And a big hug out to you and everyone in the world right now. And if you need more, then two are coming your way right now. (laughs) (laughs) A big, warm, fuzzy one coming from me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) A big, furry, yaoi hug to everyone. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best, biggest hugs I'm imagining. (laughs) Yes, totally. Totally. I mean, they might be a bit smelly. Not not for the ones that are throwing rocks, but the ones that are, you know. (laughs) And the ones Although maybe they need a hug the most, right? (laughs) True. That's that's really true, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was just thinking they, they have a reputation. Some of them smell... Really, really uh, like sulfur and like rotten meat and really nasty smell. So I'm thinking maybe a hug from one of the good well, ones that doesn't and, smell that bad. And that I was looking, and that I was looking into that they also may be able to do that at will. Yes, right. I've, I've, yes, I've right. heard that. Yeah, like gorillas can. They're right. silverback. So don't rub them can. the wrong way, and you come away squeaky clean. <laughs> yeah, like a skunk, like a skunk, but a really big yeah. one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but I haven't had the pleasure, and I, I don't really think I want that. No, too smart or, or something rancid. Oh no, no yeah. thanks. <laughs> that was Vali from Lavender Sky Panther YouTube channel. Are you inspired to spend five minutes looking up at the sky every day and taking some photos? I know I am. Let me know if you see anything unusual. 
You can send the photos to the Yowie Central Facebook group. You're listening to Yowie Central on 94.9 Main FM. If you've had an encounter with a Yowie or you've seen a ghost or you've had a scary UFO experience or any other weird stuff, get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. There's no way that was a person in a costume. No way in the world. 
ran out in front of my car. It would have easily been about 10 foot tall. I was watching the trees bend, 20 foot trees, and they were bending and snapping from the top. And I'm going, what in God's name? When it stood up, I screamed. It was hairy and hair probably two inches long all over its body. We're screaming. They were just in a mad panic and they're screaming, what is it, what is it? And I'm going, I, I don't know, I don't know. And that was when I realised we were in a little bit of trouble because I didn't know what this was. And I'm like, just get to the car. Just get to the car. That was the excellent mashup my friend, Yowie enthusiast and musician Rowan Blackmore created for us. How awesome is it? Absolutely love it. And before that, the White Stripes with Seven Nation Army. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Next up... I'm going to play you an interview I did for Australian Yowie Research with a witness who encountered a Yowie in Lamington National Park. He has never been able to go bushwalking again since. It was so frightening. Check it out. I'm ex-army, done a lot of bush, a lot on my own. And um, so I'm the sort of person who'll go up a river, follow the creek and after beaten track on my own. Uh, I don't really have any fear of snakes or anything, so I'm um, very careful when I go bushwalking. Uh, but now, now I don't really want to go bushwalking anymore. It was down closer to O'Reilly's. I don't know if you know O'Reilly's, which has been there a long time. I was really just looking for a fire track, which I did find. I found a nice little fire break track off the road, so it's like a major road, then it goes like into a, like, you know, one of those sort of secondary roads that only the locals use. So I went for my little walk, very happy, nice, beautiful day, sunny day. I'll stop and look at anything that takes my interest, so birds, plants, animals. Um, if I hear any noises in the bush, I'll just usually just freeze and sort of hoping that it's something, you know, like an echidna or something, which are pretty rare to see, and just see what see what's around. So on one side was a little bit of scrub. On the other side was the really thick stuff, the really full-on stuff, which I would only have gone in if I probably was confident I knew I could get back out because that stuff's really dangerous. So I was very happy. Got to the end of the fire break, and I was really quite oblivious to my surroundings in the sense of not feeling any anything unusual till I got to the bottom. When I got down to the bottom of the fire track, I could smell a really funny smell, which I've not particularly smelled, but it smelled like a this is gonna sound really weird. It smelled like human feces, human shit, but a really strong, funny smell. The closest thing I can describe it to is a sulfury feces smell. And that's the first thing that caught my attention when I walked down, but I just ignored it. I just ignored it because I thought, you know, I've got a very good sense of smell. I've never smelled that smell before ever in the bush. Then I got a very funny feeling. Um, it's that feeling where, like, everyone talks about it. It's like something was watching you. So I felt like I was being watched. I'm getting this weird feeling. Now, this next bit's going to sound very strange, and I've only experienced this probably twice in my life. The bush went quiet. Everything went quiet. 
But everything just went very quiet, unusually quiet for the Australian bush because it can get very noisy. And it was unusually quiet and I went, that's a bit odd. It's suddenly gone quiet. And I had that funny feeling which I shook off and just ignored it. Just sort of thought, oh, that's a bit odd. Then when I got to the bottom, I started getting a funny feeling in my stomach. It felt like the wind was, I don't know, it's really hard to describe. I can't describe the next bit because it sounds a bit strange, a bit old. It felt like the wind was a little bit um, whispery. I don't know if that makes any sense. And then I heard a noise to the right of me. I've been in the bush a lot and I know the sound. And this is the arguments I keep having with people because everyone says, oh, it's just a big kangaroo. It's like, no, you idiot. A kangaroo has a very distinctive hop. They hop. The fact that they hop is really obvious. This wasn't hopping. This was thumping and really bloody heavy thumping to the point where I'm not going to say the ground was vibrating, but whatever it was was heavy. And it was very heavy and it was big, long strides. And how do I know that? Well, I'm six foot two. I take a long stride, but I sure as hell don't make that much thumping on the ground through the bush. And I've gone through lots of virgin scrub. So this, whatever this was, it was just very heavy striding. So then I thought, what the hell is that? My stomach started getting a bit funny and I went, okay, I've got a tingle up my spine and I went, whatever that is, that's nothing I've ever seen or heard before. That sound is a new sound. And because it's a new sound I've never heard before and it's in the scrub, I started getting a bit scared. And even though I know there's nothing supposed to be in our bush that can really get you other than the snakes, I started walking straight over to the scrub and I was going to go in and look for whatever it was. I actually thought it was a person. I thought it was a person and they were just perhaps watching me. Maybe they're a bit dodgy or maybe they're homeless, a homeless person. I thought, no, it's probably a homeless person and he's probably trying to get away from me. So I thought, I'm going to go over into the scrub and say hello. Hello, you know, you okay? Is everything all right? I went over to the scrub to go in. I went in a couple of feet maybe to try and eyeball what it was. The sound had stopped. And then I heard the sound again, but it was going away from me. It was getting further away. And then... I just seen basically a huge, I'm going to call it giant hairy creature, hairy man, um, very big and just brown and hairy. So this thing basically just walked away. It's literally gone behind trees and scrub and, and just kept dumping away. I then just froze. <laughs> I froze and just went, I don't believe what I just seen. I'm seeing thing. I didn't believe what I seen. I just went. Whatever I'm looking at can kill me. I know that thing can kill me at the drop of a hat. I'm out of here. So I knew not to run. I just went, okay, just get out of here, go back to the fire track and just get out, just go. And so it was going one way, very slowly, didn't sound in a hurry, just sounded, I think it was watching me the whole time and I did not. And it just was slowly walking away. I know what I seen. And then I'm like, Okay, the tingle come up in the back of my spine, which I've only had a few times in my life, where you just know you can die. Right now, I know I can die. And the way I describe it to people is imagine if you're in the bush and you've seen a tiger and you know that that tiger can kill you at any minute. You can't do anything about it. You can't do squat. If he wants to kill you, he can kill you. I was out of there. I just literally, if I could have ran, I would have bolted so fast up that track you wouldn't have seen me for dead. Uh, I moved over to the middle, so I was in the clear, it, so I had lots of clear either side. Just kept looking back and just thought, don't stare too much, just don't eyeball it and just get out of here. And that's what I've done. I just walked up as fast as I could without running to the top of the track, breathing pretty heavy and just thinking, no one's going to believe this. I've finally seen what, what I thought didn't exist and um, got to the top and just sort of, I think I just stopped and caught my breath. Caught my breath and went, I'm out of here. I won't be coming back here. I'm, I'm gone. You know, whatever it is, whatever that is, it can kill me. I just know, I just knew it could kill me if it wanted to. I just could tell that thing was, yeah, wild and dangerous. And I just thought, no, I'm not going back down there. No. So since then, I don't really go bushwalking much because I'm too scared. And like, I wouldn't go down there if you paid me a million dollars. You won't get me back there. Yeah, it's put me right off it because I know they're real. (laughs) I know they're not made up. It's not made up. It's not bullshit. Um, They're real. So um, 
It's very scary. Yeah. Very scary because I'm on my own. I love the bush. I really miss going bushwalking. Um, but when you see, it's like if someone said to me, there are tigers now and we're going to drop tigers in the Australian bush and you've got to go bushwalking without a gun, I'd say, well, what's the point? Probability it's going to get me eventually. It's that type of thing to me now. It's like there's something out there that I know can take me out any time it wants. It's just huge and just, just, just wild. It was very hairy and it's just like going behind the trees and in the scrub. It, it, it was like, what I try and explain to people, because no one believes me, um, some people half believe me, what I try to explain to people, it's like the scrub was its home. It was at home in there. It's like it knew it was going, knew what it was doing, didn't have any trouble banging through. Like it was banging living daylights out of the bush. As it walked through, you could hear it hitting branches, which a human would have a very hard time doing. It had no problems walking through, and the stride was huge. The stride was huge. It was taking a bigger stride than I could, and I'm sick too. Yeah. Yeah. Not very nice feeling. Because no one believes you, it gets you quite angry. You get quite cranky because everyone make jokes about it, make fun of you, but um, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> one day maybe you'll see one and then you're not. It's, it's, it's real. Yeah, that they're really out they're there. Real. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Take me back to your walking and you hear this loud... It was the smell. Never smelt that smell before. It's like a sulfury, feces smell, but it's very strong, very strong, considering I was in a fire break. And then when you hear this commotion in, through the bush and it sounds like something stepping and you, you spot something moving... Describe that to me. Did you see like head, shoulders, arms, legs? Only thing like the side view and it was like just straddling through the bush like, you know, like the branches. Like it was literally hitting like a, you know, how the trees fall over in the scrub and everything. It was literally sort of stepping over some of the stuff and just, just plowing through it. Like it didn't mean anything to it. It's just very hairy and dark. It's like it knew what I was doing. It, it seemed to like know exactly what I was up to. He, he or she, it had seen me long before I'd seen it. I know that now. I know that thing was what. When I had that funny feeling when I got down towards the end, I'm sure that thing was watching me closer up just from inside the scrub because for whatever reason. And then when I twigged and turned around, I think that's when it realised I was onto it. And I come over to the bush and I started walking over and that, that was when it moved and started walking away and I went, holy shit. The thing that first thing went through my mind was whatever that is in that bush, it's big. It's big. Because it's heavy. You can tell something heavy. You know, you throw a big rock in the bush compared to a little rock. and it hits the branches, you can tell straight away the big rock. And I went, whatever that is, is big. And I went, it's a kangaroo. And I thought, no, kangaroos hop. They hop. They do hop and hit branches. I've heard that many times. But they hop. This wasn't hopping. This was stepping. It was walking forward away from me into the scrub on an angle. So I sort of seen like the left side of it down to its legs or down to its like its shoulder. And it just pretty much like turned and went off on a 40, 45 degree angle into the thicker scrub. And it was moving away from me like it was, okay, I've seen you. You know, I know you're onto me. I'm moving away from you. You yeah. know, I was also moving out of the bush and turning around. It's like, what the hell am I looking at? I'm seeing things. I don't really believe myself. I'm, I'm just, I haven't really seen what I've seen. Um, but I know what I say. What time of day was it? I think you put in your your submission that it, it was... would have been between two and four o'clock. What colour was the thing you saw? Darkish brown, like a mid to dark brown, but it was hard to say because it was dark in there. Like I said, like if I if I had chased after it, I'm sure I would have got a better view, but I'm not sure I'd be here. <laughs> you might you might it. not have um, returned to tell about it. No, um, uh, it's pot, it's body posture and just its uh, way it moved. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo, but I've been to the Melbourne Zoo and seen the gorillas. And if you watch the big silverbacks or any dominant male, because that's why I think it was a male, their body posture will always say, I'm not scared of you, I'm the boss, and I'm confident. And that's what I kept getting from this, the way it walked, the way it just was moving was like, I own this place. And when something's giving you that body posture back, like, you know, like you look at a silverback and you look at an orangutan, which one do you want to go into the zoo with? 
well, orangutan because you're probably not going to hurt you. Whereas silverback's saying, just looking at it, it's saying, I'll rip your head off if you give me the shit. So, <laughs> you know, it's that type of body posture and just everything about it was given off a vibe of like, you know, yep, I've seen you and, you know, I'm finished looking at you and, you know, you know you're not a threat and whatever our curiosity was and it was just moving off back into the darker thicker scrub which i'm assuming it i'm assuming it knew where it was going it had to know where it was going you'd have to know what you're doing to go in that stuff because you get lost real quick as a human how tall was it do you think it was way taller than me at least a couple of feet taller than me or at least well i'm six two so if you consider i'm standing in the edge of the scrub on the flat it's in on the scrub I'd say it was definitely minimum of seven feet. It's way taller than me. It's way bigger and taller than me. Did you see any hair? I seen the hair on it. Like I said, I didn't hang around. It's a feeling of like, you know, you're about to die or you could die um, and you become flight or fight and there's no way I was hanging around to fight that thing. You mentioned that it was sort of kind of hunched over a bit. It knew what it was doing, obviously keeping an eye on me, I think, and just not parting the waves. It just knew how to walk through the bush. It, this thing has been doing this, you could tell, for a long time. It just knew how to walk through scrub. You know, this is not stealth. This thing's a bulldozer. It just goes where it wants and just this thing was like a bulldozer. It just did what it wanted. So, Did you see a face or ears or eyes or uh, any other facial features? Big nose. I know it had a big nose. Just a big jaw, just like a, I wouldn't say it looked like a gorilla. Big heads, like a, like a, everything about it was big. Um, shoulders and back was huge. What else is in the Australian bush that has hair like that and walks like a human and is so big and massive? I don't know anything else in the Australian bush that does that. So unless there's a gorilla walking around the Australian bush uh, on his two legs and he's over six foot tall, the Aborigines that I met in WA said, yep. Yep, I told them the story and they said, yep, no big deal. He's just checking out, watching you. He said they're like humans. Uh, the guy I was talking to, he's from uh, Bidjidanga in the northwest, and he said, he said, Yowies are like humans. He said, you get good ones and bad ones. And he said, the bad ones are the ones that eat you and the good ones don't give a, they don't want to know you. They'll go away. He said, there's good ones and bad ones, just like humans. And I said, oh, great. I must have met a good one. Did you see it, Nick? No, it was very stumpy. Everything about it was chunky and stumpy. So like a bodybuilder look about it in terms of chunkiness, gorilla look. Bears have snouts. They didn't have a snout. They had like a human, humanish head, um, but very hairy all over. Was the face hairy? Pretty much. Hairy as in I couldn't see any white skin or anything. The vibe is just very much the fact you just know not to go any further. You just know. (laughs) <laughs> won't be doing that again. <laughs> so, not, so, not now that I know, not now that I know what's out there. No, and so well, since so since then, that's quite a while ago now. Um, how do you feel about going bushwalking? I'm too scared because I know these things can kill you, and they're there. <laughs> it's like someone saying, "Oops, sorry, um, we've got tigers in the Australian bush. We forgot to tell you about it." And it's like, would you go bushwalking if you knew there was a giant tiger waiting at you? You know, it's like people in America, most of them don't go out in the mountains without a gun because of the bears. They're well and truly aware they can be taken out. So, um, yeah, so I, I want to live a few more years yet. You wouldn't get me camping on my own or even with other people um, at night time. I wouldn't go, I won't go anywhere near Tambourine or O'Reilly's or anywhere through Lamington. I won't go anywhere near Lamington now. Not, not even the daytime, you won't get me there because that's when I've seen it, in the daytime. Well, I think the government knows and it's covering up, to be honest. How could the government not know? Because it's near Canungra. The thing I find bizarre is all the time I've been bushwalking, never seen anything, never really believed in it, really when, uh, re- not really, I sort of half believed in it and thought, okay, there could be anything there because there's lots of new species being found, although now I have a very different attitude to the whole thing. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe they were here a long time ago. The Aborigines probably killed them all and ate them or something. And maybe it was a hybrid or something, a monkey thing. And, um, didn't think much, but now that I've seen what I've seen, and it was walking like any human being would, it was walking just like you and, well, when I say like you and I, it took a bigger stride, um, like a, a much bigger, heavier stride, but 
was just walking like a human being, just like a human, giant human, hairy human, massive, big, thick, heavy thing, bang, 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 gorilla walking through the bush type thing. Totally upright. It wasn't on its fall, never went on its falls at all. It was parting the trees and crap. You could see it doing that as it walked through. It knew what it was doing. It knew what it was doing. I know what I've seen, and no one's, people try and change your mind. They try and talk you out of it and tell you you've seen something else, and I know what I've seen. I know what I heard. Um, and as I said, I've been in the bush a hell of a lot, and I can't believe it took all that time for me, for that to happen and not ever, ever see anything in the past. So when people say they're elusive and secretive, well, obviously they are because we've been in the bush for so many years and never seen anything. I think the government must know something. I find it hard to believe that we've been here for a couple of hundred years and know what someone in the government does, doesn't know. I just think people should perhaps be given a warning. There should be a warning sign, especially down Lamington, down that way. People should be warned that um, there are things in the bush that can get you. Yeah, the second really... person who's mentioned that to me in the last couple of weeks, someone oh. suggested that we needed signs throughout the Pillar I think there should be signs saying, you know, either don't camp here at night or camp at your own risk or... I think it's not right the government just lets people go off and do do that stuff because if I get bitten by a snake, it's like, okay, it's my own fault. I, I take the risk. But, you know, no one ever told me there was these giant things walking around that can kill you. So. Well, there are lots of missing people, aren't there, that go missing in national parks. and It's really funny because since this has happened to me, whenever I hear about people going missing near the bush, I get a bit of a funny feeling. It's a bit, a bit nervy and a bit like, I wonder if that was a yowie. I interview so many people now who have terrifying experiences i i used to really want to see one and i've actually almost no, almost I, I actually don't I wouldn't, anymore I'm, i wouldn't I'm too frightened to be honest um i wouldn't i wouldn't be in a hurry to want to see one now because because once you're face to face i wasn't face to face but i was close enough to know that i could die that day and i couldn't do anything about it i could have died that day it could have taken me into the bush and eaten me done whatever it wanted to and i doubt whether anyone would have found me so it's a pretty unnerving feeling to know that it's it's. I get very frustrated because I love bushwalking, but it's just too scary now. It's just I'm just too scared. <laughs> Australian Yowie Research Report from Lamington National Park. And that's about all we've got time for this week, folks. Yowie Central will be back next week, same time, same place, on 94.9 Main FM. I'll catch you next week. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.